afternoon or good evening, wherever you may be. The time is TBD, but you know where we'll be. My name is Kathleen. And my name is Angela, and we are your TBD hosts. Thank you all for stumbling upon this podcast, but also for sticking around and giving it a listen. Here's just a short introduction to our podcast. TBD strives to bring attention to topics that are important to the student body. We hope to foster representation of opinions, raise awareness on issues that students feel the need to be addressed, and create a fundamentally scripted platform for speakers to learn from each other. We are sticking to the theme of influential people on the Lawrenceville campus, but today we are focusing on Lawrenceville student artists. In this episode, we've invited a few artists of various talents to come and have a chat with us about what sparks their amazing and creative minds. First up, we have Sam Ha, a talented senior tubist, singer, and a valued member of my eight periods ethics class. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Alright, so tell me a little bit about the kind of arts that you do on campus. On campus, I'm part of the Lawrenceville Philharmonic Orchestra. I'm part of the Collegium. I'm part of the Wretches, Voicemails. Um, I did the Falter Musical, and I'm currently in Lifetime Visual Arts in the Afternoon with Mr. Robertson. Nice. Tell me about uh, your experience in the fall musical. Well, the fall musical was was relatively um, it was a shocking experience for me. First of all, last year I was in the Adams Family Pit Orchestra, and that wasn't because I didn't like I got cut from the auditions. I did an audition last year, mm-hmm. but being a part of the Pit Orchestra and the Adams Family led me to feel like maybe I do want to try to stand on stage. And uh, last spring, I was given the opportunity to audition, um, and they chose me for a part of the, the drowsy chaperone this year. So it was a really fun, really new experience, too. Mm, what role did you play, and how, how was that? Oh, so I actually played the underling, which is, um, like, I was always seeing partners with Mrs. Tottendale, and I would never be on stage when she wasn't on stage, because I was part of, I was just... I was basically her servant, right? I was working for her the entire time. Funny story, I actually didn't get that role in the first place, but the person who was um, cast for that role had conflicting commitments. Did you know you were going to get sound? No, I didn't know. Um, After I took the role, someone on the cast told me that I was going to be spit on repeatedly. And that was a bit of a bummer. I told my friends and we had a great laugh about it. But... No, nobody told me I was gonna get spit on. No. Um. Okay. Did you have any like acting or theater experience before, um, like the production this fall? No, I actually I've never been on stage, and that's why it was. It's always been on my bucket list, and that's why I was so surprised to have them give me a relatively. Um, well, I was part of the principal cast. It was a, a heavier role than others. And that's why I was surprised. I've never had acting experience. I didn't like standing on stage. I I have a lot of stage fear, stage fright. But for some reason, last year I really felt like this is something I want to do before I become old. I realized I wouldn't be doing this in college. I wouldn't be doing this in my twenties. Not when I'm a when I'm in my thirties. When I become a dad, like I won't be doing this. So I thought this would be my last chance. Then I thought. Um, it might be pretty fun to try it out. So, yeah, I tried it out. No experience. How'd you get over that like, stage fright? Well, instead of focusing on the stage fright, I focused on 
the attention that I'd be getting on stage and the laughter that I'd be, get, uh, be able to give people. Um, I broke character both nights of the performance, really? sort of on, by choice, because I realized, well, I thought about it during all my rehearsals, and I thought, if I stayed in character, people would laugh, and the laughter would die. But if I break, break character, then people would go, huh, that's funny, and he's also breaking character. So if you focus on these different, relatively less important things, I think you can get over that stage fright. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so let's switch gears to like orchestra. Mm -hmm. Why 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 instrumental music? Well, instrumental music's been a part of my life since fourth grade. I was playing the saxophone. I wanted to play the saxophone this year, but I couldn't because she wouldn't let me. She said if I wanted to be on the orchestra, I would have to play the tuba or else there would be no spot for me. But um, instrument, I don't right? Instrumental music, I think, is was the simplest way for me as a child to learn to express myself artistically. I was never good at painting or drawing. I'm better now, but like, I look at my sketches from when I was nine and ten. And I'm just, it's it's a it's an atrocity. It's a it's a crime. The things that I used to draw. So so um, I think that's why I resorted to instrumental music, and that's why I still love it. It's a very easy way to express yourself. Mm. Do you do you like the tuba? The tuba is nice. Um, it draws attention. That's you, true. And you you play. You can definitely hear the tuba in any ensemble. They have a distinctive bass line. But at the same time, it's really hard to carry out around. It's really heavy. It's annoying. Um, the instrument they gave me is not a tuba. It's actually a sousaphone. It's for a marching band. So it does the same thing, but it, it's shaped differently, where in a way where it hurts my shoulder. So I don't particularly like the tuba, mm -hmm. but I mean, I do want to be a part of the orchestra, so I will be playing the tuba. Yes. Would you consider starting your own like band? No, I would not consider that. I think for you to start a band, you need. This is just me personally, mm -hmm. but if you want to start a band, you need to have like a, a very clear. Objective. You got to do what Eric Hans do. You got to know what you want to have musically. I like playing what other people have written down okay. for me. I don't like creating something on the spot or, or a lack of organization. I would say like I like I like chamber orchestra. I like ensemble music. I don't like bands. I don't like the guitar. I don't like the way it sounds. Like, Drums. I like the timpani. I don't like drums. Like when Henry Metz shows me his beautiful drumming videos, I go, I like it, but it's just not for me. It's not my thing. You know what I mean? So I yeah. Do you like classical music more than like other, I guess, contemporary modern? Yeah. Music? If you want to see my? I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, you can't see my playlist, but I can show you my playlist, and it just goes on and on. It's mm. all classical music, and I think. Well, I like dissecting classical music because I listen to it while reading the score. And based on that, like different people, different performers play the same pieces and they have drastically different ways of expressing themselves. And I like being able to dissect that and finding the, the performer that I like for a certain piece. I like classical music a lot more, yeah. Okay, would you, um, back to acting, would you act again? Depends on what my role is at this point. I've, I've accomplished my one goal that I had of acting, which was let me get my butt on stage. Mm. Let me have fun. I had fun and I was on stage. 
Now it would depend on what I have to do on stage. Like I don't intend on getting spit off the stage. I can see you doing improv. Would you do improv? No, because I I don't think I am the right guy for improv. Um, I lack the spontaneous creativity. If you give me some time, I can try to think of things. But I lack the on the spot, the mm -hmm. pressure that comes with that. I I can't really handle. What's like your your favorite part about like any of the arts that you do? Well, first of all, it's calming. It's and you can't really get judged for it unless it's heinous. I think if it's hate, there are heinous types of art. Um, but you can't really judge people for art. You can judge people for other things. You can judge people for the things they say around the Harkness table. You can judge people for the things they write in their essays. But you can't really judge a person's art. And I, I think that's what attracts me to it because it's a form of, it's a freedom of expression, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, do you want to wrap this up? Last question, Angela? Okay then. <laughs> um, do you have any, I guess, like lasting words for any other aspiring artists out there? Yeah, I'd probably say don't be afraid to try things out. And as generic, see, I don't like saying generic things, but sometimes they're the best things you can say. People ask me when I'm on my tour, when I give tours, they're like, what can I do to get in? I go, just be yourself. And I explain why you have to just be yourself. And this is like that. You have to try something new. You've got to find something that you would normally not do and explore it. And you'll be able to answer the question of whether you want to do it or not. Um, and you never know until you try it out. Like acting. I'm done. I'm, like, unless I love the role now. I don't want to get spit on anymore. So it's, it's like that. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you for being on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm extra excited to be joined by Barb the ex-Barb. She's a student leader, dancer, extracurricular weapon, techer who acts sometimes, and she's a comedic genius. Hello. All right, so tell us a little bit about what you do on campus that's like considered art. Okay, well, I think the things that fall like easiest into that mold is me being a funny, um, which is just being one of the troop leaders of Impulse. So Eric Frankel, Emily Hammond and I, we call ourselves the funnies, um, trademark. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, a, it's impromptu art, it is improv, but it's a performance art. Same thing with like the theater department. So I am a techie, but I specifically work in the scene shop. So I build sets and whatnot. Um, my favorite things to do, I love working with metal. We haven't done that in a while, but I can deal with some carpentry. And I think that's about it. Mm, cool. So what got you, what like sparked your interest towards improv? Well, honestly, I just watched the Impulse show and I was like, this is kind of funny. Am I allowed to cuss? No. You can cuss. You can cuss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now I feel like I'm forcing it, but whatever. I was like, this is pretty f***ing funny. And I was like, I would kind of like to do this on an audition. And now I just love it because it's one of the things that brings me a lot of joy on campus. Okay. Okay. Thanks. So um, what inspires you to kind of do the art you do? Um, I don't know because it's the, en it's the enjoyment that I have for it mm. because... With improv, it's just whatever comes off the dome. So I have to be feeling good and being in good company, which luckily I always am. But with the tech, 
with the techie side like the sets are like we like i have a plan so i just have to follow through with that plan so it's not like i'm creating the sets from scratch so i don't need to be inspired per se but oh my god do you know what does align with art that i do i what? make jewelry i'm not wearing any of it right now that's kind of mm -hmm. terrible but mm -hmm. i do i make necklaces rings um and bracelets you've you've literally never told me about this i like i've i've like worn my i can show you shoot oh god my phone is dead it's okay it's okay yeah. well, well you can show me later okay, okay. So what is this like jewelry made out of? Like, how do you make this jewelry? Okay, so I think that my passion piece. <gasps> Wait, I'm actually so distraught right now. Cause, okay, you're gonna cut this out. I will. Wait, so what's like the jewelry making process? Okay, um, basically I'm a big Michaels girl myself. Mm -hmm. I go to the stores, I get a bunch of like, different beads i usually come there with a plan um so shoot <laughs> i'm really nervous okay i usually come there with a plan so like i'm so nervous right now because i've never talked about it before okay so it's one of two things it's either i have little charms mm -hmm. so i made like this like teapot set necklace um which is kind of funky or like i'll have seashells and i'll like make a necklace around them so i'll think like what colors do i want with that that'll go with that or I just have a vibe that I'm going for and I'll go with that. So like the coke, like I would do it by aesthetics. So I use that as a guideline. So for like more coquette aesthetic things, like mm -hmm. I have a bunch of necklaces or like bracelets that align with like pearls where I know I need pearls for them. So I go for like different types, different colors, like white, mm -hmm. like ivory, like the pinks. If I'm looking for stuff that's more earthy, I'll look for um, beads that, that like gem beads. Mm -hmm. So like, I have like sets of chip beads that match different things. So like, you know, the things, you know, like I have like granite beads, I have amethyst, I have tiger eyes, stuff like that, that matches the more like earthy boho vibe. Mm. Um, and sometimes I just go like miscellaneous and simple. So I have this like, like pink with like a little bit of browns in there just for when I'm oh. feeling random, but yeah. Okay, where do you get your beads? Michaels. Oh, I'm right. a big, yes, I'm a big, big Michaels gal. Okay. You could also get stuff from Hobby Lobby. I don't know how political I'm allowed to be in this, but depending on what your views are, I just want to say Hobby Lobby um, does donate money to anti-abortion like and Planned mm. Parenthood um, society. So if that's something that I hope you're not into, then I'm a big Michaels gal myself for that okay. reason. All right. What, what kind of like um started this whole like necklace bracelet thing so it was it's it was covid isn't it always covid so true. um it was i guess it was a little before that so when i was a sophomore mm -hmm. um my prefect in mcclellan victoria dugan she actually gifted me her like jewelry making set and so i would like like make beads with her and stuff i would make bracelets with her i'd bead with her and that, that was a lot of fun so when lockdown happened and all of our stuff was going to be taken away by bones i was really excited to continue doing that and then bowens threw away my set so i didn't make anything for at least a year and then i was a part of this group that group club um beats for bags where we make like bracelets and we sell them like for parents weekend winter gathering whenever parents come and then that money will just be donated to whatever charity we see fit and 
during COVID, we were given our own bracelet making kits so that we could privately make the bracelets because like we can't gather together to make them like we usually do. Mm-hmm. But we were never given deadlines to do it, so I just had the kit. So when I went home on my leave of absence, I started making them. And my first one is actually like a little seashell, oh. a starfish and like pearl kind of like sea type five bracelet. And since then, I just kept on making them. And then I did necklaces, and then I did rings. I've made a lot of rings, but I've actually lost all of them except my first one, which I call an uggo ring. It's a very ugly oh, little thing, but I, I can't get rid of it. I heard you talking about this. Yeah, thing. it's <laughs> like it's a, like it's it's a very ugly ring. Like no, I would wait, what never are you wear it. About? I it's my it's my ugly little thing. Mm, yeah, cute. Anyways, yeah. um, so one last thing to end it all off. Yes. Would you give one piece of advice to the fellow um, artists out there, people aspiring to be artists? Ooh, I would say, do if you have an idea or this mold of an artist in your mind and you feel like you do not fit into it, do not let it deter you from being an art. Because I never did theater before. I got to Lawrenceville. It was like my freshman year where I was just recruited on tech. There's only three people on that tech team. I've never done improv before. I never was into jewelry making. And I just didn't feel like an artist myself. But in a way, I just found myself fitting into that mold by just doing the things that I liked. Okay, snaps for that. All right, thank Thank you. you. Thank you for uh, being on our little podcast bar. Thank you for inviting me. Next, we are so honored to have with us our Stuco art rep, Stephanie Xu. She's involved with everything artsy. She's a painter. She basically runs Tech Crew, and every time you're in an arts related building, just turn around and she'll be right there. So true. Um, so, tell us a little bit about the kind of art you do. Yeah, so I do um, mostly painting, but also I'm obviously really involved with all things periwig in, the term, in terms of tech. Um, so I guess with painting, I started when I was really, really young and I've done a lot of art in various mediums, but my favorite, um, I have to say is probably watercolor or acrylic. And I guess I really like painting because it's, for me, it's kind of a way to not only express myself, but also a way to kind of just relax and kind of remove myself from like real life in a sense and just kind of have this time to just do what I love doing um yeah um what got you into painting um I think I was just like I think as a child I just really enjoyed doodling or like using crayons um and then uh, in school I would take visual art classes and I really like that so then I would do a lot of painting outside of class as well and then now at Lawrenceville like even though there isn't a lot of free time obviously to do a lot of art um, I took a couple of art classes at my time here and whenever I have some free time during vacations or when I'm home I tend to uh, put some time aside for painting. Mm. What got you into tech crew? Um, So I actually did a little bit of technical theater work back in my middle school. Um, And then when I came into Lawrenceville, I was involved with Freshman Shakespeare. And so I was the production stage manager for that. And that kind of allowed me to continue doing stage management work throughout my four years here. Um, Yeah. (laughs) What was the play like for Freshman Shakespeare? It was King Lear. Yeah. So that was really fun. It was a really made me um, 
obviously I love periwig it's kind of like my second family especially here at Lawrenceville and so definitely that community that was built during Freshman Shakespeare um, was great because it was just a bunch of people who were equally passionate about the arts as I am yeah all right um is there anybody or like anything that inspires you um I think like generally when I'm talking about like inspiration for like like my paintings I guess um just kind of I tend to paint a lot about like just like my life or like things I see or things that like are in my surroundings um and so Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah um well like do you want to tell us about like a piece of advice you've been given as like an artist or just like in general um as an artist I think like a pretty I guess general piece of advice that a lot of people talk about is just like practice or like do it as much as you can or as often as you can um and I do think it's true that like not like practice makes perfect but like practice can really improve um your art skills especially if you're talking about like the technical elements behind your art um and also it's just like I guess just kind of try to immerse yourself in as much art as you can um so examples at Lawrenceville would be like going to as many of the event events as you can going to workshops um and I guess that's how you can kind of get like better at something or just kind of foster more love or passion or appreciation for it yeah do you think there's like such thing as like a like a bad artist someone who's bad at art or someone who's good at art like no I I think um definitely like art is one of those I guess elements that it's very like unconventional in the sense that you can't have like there's no like perfect grading system for it you can't really objectively judge if a piece of art is good or bad um and I think a lot of it is just like personal preference and like what style of art you like um and then I guess in terms of like like I don't think there could ever be like a bad artist but um obviously like it kind of depends on like effort and what kind of messages you're putting out to the world and I think that kind of contributes to that Mm, fair um is there like someone on campus who's kind of like guided you in your like journey to being an artist at Lawrenceville or like anybody who's who has or like anybody who's just like not in this school like before you came here is there anybody who's like giving you like really good advice about art yeah that you'd like to give a little shout out (laughs) (laughs) um i guess at lawrenceville um someone who's been really i guess influential in helping me through my entire artistic journey um there are actually a couple of adults so miss kalna mr robertson um and mr campbell or mc Mm. um yeah i love mc yeah shout out to mc (laughs) um so what keeps you like wanting to pursue art like when you're like stuck or something and when you like just don't have that creative flow like what keeps Mm. you going yeah i think that's a good point because a lot of times like and i have like personally experienced like it's like the equivalent of writer's block but it's like for artists Um, And so, especially last year, I took the advanced studio year-long visual arts course. And so in that class, you're kind of expected to make up to 15 pieces of art throughout a year surrounding one general like guiding question or theme. And with that, it at times felt like I was very 
stuck because I had to make a piece of art surrounding this particular topic or theme. Um, and whenever that would happen, I guess I would just kind of take a step back from it all um, and just try to... Honestly, I think I, I like would look at lots of like other artists um like online and etc like Mm -hmm. through films tv shows as well um as well and it like so i guess in a way like look at other artists for inspiration see what they're doing um and then usually that would help me kind of get over that block yeah is there like a couple of artists or maybe like a artist that you like really like or just give a couple of examples and like maybe why? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. All right. I think we're good then. Thank you so much. Thank Stephanie. you. human being is Eric Frankel, a senior artist talented in acting, both comedic improv and whatever else acting may entail. But he's also an absolute academic weapon. Hello. All right, Eric. So tell us about the kinds of arts that you do on campus. Um, I am the I'm a troop leader of Impulse. I'm an associate acting rep in the Periwig Club. And you can always catch me at a little Periwig production. Okay. You know. Okay, what was your last production? Um, this past Friday, I played, I reprised my role as Wrench in the Ian August original we took to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in the Black Box. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mm. How did you feel about that performance? Um, it was really outside of my comfort zone. For the past couple of years, I've found a really comfortable and lovely um, space in comedic acting and the part of the the entire show of Stay Safe is not comedy. There are definitely some like jokes that I have in some moments of laughter, but my character is on a really serious journey of self-discovery and what it means to have hope and to dream of a different life. And it was really frustrating, but also really good to be challenged and not just rely on hearing people's laughter to know that I'm creating something worthwhile. Wow, that's so cool. Um, How did you get into like improv and like comedic improv and stuff? When I was three, my pre-K teacher took my parents aside and said, I think your son has a natural need to perform, which may or may not have insinuated that I'm a little bit annoying, but either way, my parents put me in a theater class in San Francisco And from there, I just did a lot of different improv games inside of, like, different theater classes and stuff that I got to do growing up. Um, Improv was always a part of, like, theater warm-ups and fun stuff that I loved doing, but I'd never seen it as its own thing or, you know, the thing to do to be funny. And so being here as a new sophomore in COVID, I auditioned over Zoom and somehow got into this really special place, and I've been doing it ever since. Okay. Um, is there any person who has inspired you over this journey? Anyone at Lawrenceville? Anyone outside of Lawrenceville? I would say, um, the person who has, or the people, I'll I'll give it to two people who've inspired me the most, have been, um, Zach Finaccio and Bobby Cloninger, both my grand big and my big. Um, they were both in Woodhull and 
we were both really into musical theater. And so having them as guideposts, especially because they were both an impulse and they were both the male leads of their Periwig productions their senior year. So I find a lot of guidance and um, wisdom from what they've done. And especially um, Bobby didn't have as much of an identity as a singer as like Zach did. And so I, I had conversations with Zach about like, what does it mean to be a singer, but to also be in other parts of life? And how do you like digest if like singing is something you like or whether it's a strength of yours? Like I'm very honest about the fact that singing is not a strength of mine. I can do it if need be, but I find singing in public really uncomfortable and I'm not best at it. So it's wonderful to have these people who have been in such similar situations to turn to. Okay, cool. Um, is there any other like kind of art that you've kind of always wanted to delve into but haven't had the opportunity to? I mean, how cool would it be to like be really good at visual art? Mm. I mean, I have such talented friends in the visual arts. Uh, Rania Shaw, Stephanie Shu come to mind because they have these gorgeous exhibits in the Hutchins mm-hmm. Galleries right now that I pass by. I mean, But I kind of did give myself, like, time to do it. I took foundations of visual art instead of theater, which everyone is like, why? And I was like, I didn't want to do theater on Zoom, which didn't end up happening. But that's besides the point. Mm -hmm. But I think those classes did give me an opportunity to, like, kind of find my way into visual art. And I think I am very happy with what I have learned. Hmm. All right. Um, What is one thing that you love about theater or that keeps you, like, motivated to kind of pursue it? There's something so indescribably enlivening about theater. Um, I've said this before, like, if I were to create a religion, the the warmth of a spotlight would be the altar. There's just something about um, performing and providing entertainment and emotions for people to feel that just makes me feel so powerful and so special. All right, cool. Um, to wrap it all up, is there um, any advice you would give to aspiring artists or current artists? Yes. You are not what you make. Mm-hmm. You can sometimes be what creates, like the product of whatever performance, art piece, song, whatever. But whatever your product is, it is not a reflection on your character or you as a person. And however many times I've been at rehearsals not knowing my lines or felt like I meant to say something seriously but the audience started laughing, Mm -hmm. you have to realize that you can work really hard and you can do all the right things, but at the end of the day, what you have made is separate from yourself and that is the most healthy way to enter any sort of creative endeavor. Okay, cool. All right, snaps to that. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. We are honored to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. All right, bye. All right, now let's get some behind the cheering for Hudson Brown, a freshman dancer, but don't be fooled, his moves are just as fresh as he is. We're also joined by Jasper Bly, a talented trombonist and star of freshman Shakespeare. Hi, how are you? Hey. We're good. How are you? Doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good. All right, so, first question is for you, Hudson. Tell us about the kinds of arts you do on campus. Um, On campus, 
I do dancing, I'm in theater class, um, but off campus I do a Brazilian art called capoeira and I play a Brazilian um, instrument and it's called the birimbau. Alright, cool. What about you, Jasper? Um, I'm involved in a couple uh, arts things at Lawrenceville. One of them is um, the Philharmonic Orchestra, which I actually have a performance for tomorrow night. Um, I play the trombone. I am second chair trombonist out of two trombone players in the school. Yes. Yeah, and um, I also am in a theater class with Mr. Wilder, and I am in second form Shakespeare as well. Do you enjoy your theater class? Yes, I do. What about you, Hudson? Yeah. Yeah, shout out Mr. Cathrill. He's my man's. Don't be man's. Hudson, how did you start dancing? Why did you start dancing? Okay. Um, I started dancing when I was around three because my dad was a DJ. So I just liked to dance his music. And um, I wanted to dance because I saw a lot of like cool videos on the internet about like Michael Jackson and stuff so I want to learn and um, yeah I want to be like them. Do you have a favorite Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson song or dance? Um, probably Moonwalk and um, my favorite song that's a hard question. Um, I like Billie Jean. Okay dope. Alright Jasper how did you start your acting journey? So my acting journey began in around, I want to say first grade, and I, you know, it was just a normal school day, and I noticed a flyer that got sent home about a talent show, and I was like, okay, interesting, maybe I could do something about this, and I got up there, and I performed a magic act uh, titled Abraca Jasper, and it went pretty, went pretty well, um, and just the moment of being on that stage and maybe my tr tricks weren't magic, but the magic I felt up there really inspired me to like explore so many things about theater and acting in the years to come. And I'm really excited to continue my acting journey here at Lawrenceville. All right, question for Hudson. Would you ever act? Yeah, I, um, I acted a bit before I came this. I was uh, Charlie in a musical we did at my old school, Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, so you were a lead. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jasper, would you ever consider dancing? I've never really tried dancing, but I think as a performing artist who's done music and theater and singing, I think that it's something that I'd definitely give a shot. Okay. Hudson, would you encourage Jasper to dance? Yes. Yes, Jasper. Is, is there a specific move that you would want him to learn first? Uh, I would want you to learn um, probably the robot. That was like my best move, and it goes with a lot of stuff. So. All right, thank you. All right, um, I'll teach you. I'll teach you. Okay. Uh, okay. So, Jasper, what inspires you as an artist? As an artist, um, I have a lot of self-motivation, I think, behind it. I don't think there's, like, I don't really have, like, a, like, an Uncle Ben Spider-Man, like, with great power comes great responsibility quote. I think, I kind of just internally think, I kind of am driven to do my best and, like, see what my, just, like, reach my max potential. Yeah. Okay. 
What about you, Hudson? Um, I also agree with Jasper, but um, another person that sort of like pushed me to become who I am today is my father and um, my capoeira instructor. Very, very nice. All right, so any lasting words for aspiring artists out there? This might not just go for art, but just in general. If you have a passion for something, don't like put it aside to work on it for later. Just like now in the moment, you only live once. Give it your all and you'll go far. Anything to add, Hudson? Um, yeah. Um, uh, first of all, go to the January uh, dance series. It's going to be great. And um, second of all, yeah, uh, like Jasper said, don't put it, um, coming from a pro procrastinator here, don't put it aside. Um, yeah, and follow your dreams. What dance group are you a part of? TDF. Alright guys, you heard it here first. Go watch TDF, and also go watch Freshman Shakespeare. And, um, if you're in the future, we hope you watch or listen to the orchestra concert. Yeah. Alright, bye guys. Thank you for being on our podcast. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Bye, See thank ya. you for having us. everyone i'm here with the popular soundcloud rapper gavin yoon um he is a sophomore at the lawrenceville school so gavin can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your music uh yeah so my name is gavin um my artist name is g colon y most people call me g y um so basically i started um started off making beats back in like 2019 and then once i kind of um got the hang of that and i um, had fun with that. I started uh, putting my voice into and, and making songs. So yeah, that's how I started up. That's cool. That's really cool. Did any particular person or thing inspire you to start making music? Um, well, actually, I was like, I think I always was interested in like music and listened mm-hmm. to a lot of artists. So I was like um, searching around like YouTube one day and then mm. um, I saw this like video um, of producer like um like making beats mm-hmm. and I was like oh that's really cool I feel like I really want to try that I don't know I just like one day I really wanted to go try that so uh-huh. I begged my parents to go buy me a keyboard oh. and then um we went there and then um we bought a keyboard and also mm-hmm. like the program called mm-hmm. Ableton Live um mm-hmm. to make beats so yeah that's that I guess that video kind of started everything that's great yeah. that's great so it was kind of just one day that mm-hmm cause all this to happen that's great um and so let's hear a little bit about your music um do you have any favorite songs that you've produced so far well surprisingly my my favorite song is uh probably the first song i posted on spotify oh really yeah well Mm. i put i made songs before that but that's really bad (laughs) those are old Mm -hmm. but um that one song um, it was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like a, I had a friend who um, was one year older than me. He mm-hmm. went to the same school as me, mm-hmm. and he also made beats. And um, when I started making music, I asked him if I could like um, go over and record some music. And then, so he basically made me this uh, really nice beat that I really liked. And then um, I started. I just like felt the beat right away mm-hmm. and started recording it, mm-hmm. and it just came out really fire. So. Yeah. Um, 
that and that was my first song and on what Spotify. is what is the song called um it's called heart heart yeah, a lot of um people that listen to me uh, know that song mm-hmm. it's my like first song mm-hmm. most people think it's my best song but mm. yeah and when you said that you just kind of felt it and started mm-hmm. recording, um, what do you mean by that? Like, tell us a little bit more. Did the lyrics just start pouring out of you? I mean, I feel like the beat was just, like, made perfectly for my, like, for me. It was, Ooh. like, yeah, so it was just, like, really easy to start, like, writing lyrics on it. Mm. And the process was really quick. Mm. And then, yeah, everything just, like, moved really quick, and I was able to... I, don't know, I was just inspired to record like right away mm. make the song now this is one of the easier songs that you would say you said it was a pretty quick process uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah would would are th- were there any hardships or challenges that you ran in the way of any of your songs well one of one of the hardships were um well one of them is like these days like I kind of want to like experiment with like, mm. new styles of songs mm-hmm. So like, when I try to do that, like, I I I can't like make a perfect song right away when I'm like trying to mm-hmm. um, expand my like genres and stuff. Yeah. So I guess it's like kind of harder to do that to like uh, make new types of songs and oh and and maybe like this is not a struggle just like in music, but mm-hmm. like when I'm like also really busy with school, mm-hmm. like I I don't have much time to record music. So that makes sense. Yes, that's kind of sad. But yeah. I'm getting back to it this break. That's so, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I feel like breaks would be really good times. Yeah. Mm, oh, and I heard a rumor that you and another very popular SoundCloud <laughs> rapper on campus, JTR, Jalen the Rapper, mm-hmm. very well known. I heard a rumor that you guys will be collaborating soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I wanted to um, collaborate with him for a long time. Um, luckily, um, he hasn't graduated yet. Mm-hmm. So. Um, He's been, like, busy with uh, college applications and stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, he told me he went into the studio uh, Thanksgiving break and recorded this song. He sent me, like, a snippet of it. And then he was like, I think you could hop on this one. So, yeah, so uh, I think I might be sending a verse to him. And if everything works out, I think uh, you might see a song with me in JTR. Wow, that's super cool. And I think, like you, a lot of students are probably interested in music maybe they want to try making music so do you have any words of motivation for um artists that want to get started um i feel like i feel like music it may seem like a really high bar Uh like it may seem like really intimidating Uh like yeah well like i guess everyone at first it's like really hard like if you listen to one of my first beats or songs, it mm-hmm. sounds horrible. <laughs> I guarantee you. But mm-hmm. um, I think like it. I don't think it takes music. Like especially like the type of music I'm doing, like making beats or like uh, it, well specifically making beats. I don't think um, it takes a very long time to learn because like there are so many resources. Like if you just search it up on YouTube, there's like a thousand tutorials on how to make beats. Mm-hmm. So, like, anyone can, like, get started on that. All you need is, like, a computer. Mm. And then, I guess, like, um, recording music. I, I think one of the main things is, like, people are kind of, like, um, scared to put it out there. Mm. But, like, I, ju- I just, like, I don't, like, sometimes, like, well, obviously, like, not everyone likes your music. That's kind of mm. impossible. But, yeah. like, but, like um, I think I just do it for, like, because... Um, 
after you record something and yeah. then you listen to it and if it sounds good that's like the best feeling in the world mm. yeah so i think i think everyone who wants to like try to just like give it a go just yeah. just yellow it yeah so. mm-hmm. and what like you mentioned that it's really hard to release your music mm-hmm. and because it's a lot of pressure you yeah. know it's difficult what um how did that go with your first song how did you decide to go from just making music for yourself to releasing it well well my my first song actually mm-hmm. um surprisingly my first song was actually the most successful mm. in terms of streams mm-hmm. and then i guess i had like I, I was lucky because my first song had like so many positive reactions mm. like in my middle school like like everyone started like posting on their stories really? even people like didn't know me so that's great. so that just like made me really happy yeah and yeah i was like and like sometimes like sometimes i know like some people like are not like a fan of my music but like there's always also people that are do like my music and they always yeah. like my friends too they always encourage mm-hmm. so I just, yeah that, that keeps me going that's great yeah. that's great well thank you so much for your time mm-hmm. is there anything else you want to add um well just just let you know i got some new songs coming awesome jtr and i got some a lot of projects in the vault so uh yeah i'll keep you posted and uh listen to gui on spotify that's all for our first episode. We hope you enjoyed. If you want to hear more of us, make sure to follow us on Spotify and our Instagram at TBD Podcast, no spaces, and the O in podcast is a zero. As always, our next episode is TBD, but know that it'll be just as fresh as Hudson's dance moves. See you guys next time.